ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts, Sean Big Papa Kuyper, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner. I am Sean Kuyper here with my best pal, Neil. The OGs. The OGs. This is the first time that we've done a show together. In a long time. A long time. It's just you and I. Yeah. So, I mean, who is going to tell us to scoot closer to the mic? <laughs> I, I don't know. Who's going to tell you to quit looking away from the mic and talk back into the mic like that? And who's going to... You see, you, well, you see, you know, the most dangerous thing that they could have possibly done is leave us unattended. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, we have zero supervision right now. Yeah. I have their football picks. And they're terrible. And I have Wes's fantasy football power rankings. And I did not think there was anything that could be worse than Wes's football picks. And it was his power rankings. I, I, I'm i not real sure that this makes a lot of sense to me. We'll get to that in a little bit. Do you know what? It makes as much sense as Wes was making last week. And I wasn't the only one that thought that. We've had multiple listeners message us and be like, I'm sure glad Neil said something because I didn't know what Wes was talking about. When I was editing the show, I thought about just cutting that entire section out. And then I thought, no. The whole comment of you going, can I ask a question? What do you do? <laughs> was great. And and I had to leave all of that in order for it to make sense. Right. The OGs are back in the saddle. Yeah. We started this podcast in the back room studios, just you and I. Yep. Long time we, we would have guests on. Yeah. Uh for a for a second it looked like you might just be riding solo tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I thought well, you weren't gonna be able to be here because right. of a in a meeting that wound up getting canceled. And then Wes, it was just going to be me, me and Wes, and then tonight is homecoming night, or homecoming parade, his daughter's uh, cheerleader, so he's got cheer dad duties, and literally I thought it was going to be all by myself, because there's no other night to record tonight. No, this the, this week is uh, pretty jam-packed for everybody. So I was actually driving around practicing, talking to myself, going, <laughs> so how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing good. How about you? Have you had a good week? Yeah, I've had a great week. What about you? <laughs> I mean that that would have been it'd have been entertaining. Yeah, maybe I could have come up with a couple of new wrestling characters for the Indiana Southern Regional Wrestling. Man, that is and that is so good. Speaking of that, to our TikTok crew, if you are not listening to or not watching or following us on TikTok, just simply because of our Southern Indiana Regional Wrestling, you're missing out. Because I, mean, I mean, we're making ourselves look like fools. But it's fun, and it's funny, and we have a lot of positive feedback on it. I think it's funny. And listen, kind of like this podcast, I don't care if anybody enjoys it. I like it. <laughs> right, right. And, hey, we had a new, we had a new 
um, member show up today to the Federation. Well, I was going to say, a new member to Southern Indiana, yeah. but not somebody new to the world champion, Tony the Muscle Martin. Right. If you follow us, you know a couple weeks ago, we had Tony actually on the podcast. Yeah. And he was doing, uh, you know, just talking life and wrestling and road and travels, and he was, you know, giving a little uh, plug for Southern Indiana Regional Wrestling, and he got viciously attacked by some masked mystery man. Yeah. Well, we found out who that was. So, I mean, I I am I'm hooked. Yeah. I want to see where this goes. Hey, everybody's fans of Raw and SmackDown and AEW right now. But to be honest with you, I think we're writing the best stuff out there for wrestling right now. I mean, I tend to agree. So, but we digress. This isn't a wrestling podcast. That's, that's true. That's true. So, this is what was it you called it? Football. This is the football smorgasbord. <laughs> It's a football buffet. The football. Pull your seats up, kids. We're at the football buffet. We're going to talk all things football today because, really, to be honest with you, there is nothing else going on minus one thing. We talked about this yesterday. Albert Pujols is three home runs away from 700 and has jumped into fourth place by himself. So Albert Pujols is a no-doubt Hall of Famer minus 700 home runs. Yes. He didn't need that. Right. But he seems to be, and from all indications, one of the genuine good guys in Major League Baseball, maybe in all sports. Yeah. So it's super cool to see a guy that we know is going out. This was his swan song. And, you know, it's going to be kind of cool that him and uh, Javi and um, Adam Adam Wainwright are all going to go out. They all kind of came in together. Yeah. They're all going to go out together. You mean Yadier? Yadier, yeah. Javier yeah. is his brother. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and it, if you remember, before the fo- baseball season started, I picked the Cardinals to win the World Series based off the fact that I don't think they'd be a better way t- to the go out now. Me being a Braves fan, the Braves are playing phenomenal baseball Back right in now. first place. Yeah. And, I mean, they were down 12 games not too long ago and just have eaten away the How league. many games were they down at the All-Star break last year? They were they had a losing record at the All Star break last and year. And what did they end up doing last year? Winning the World Series. And they returned almost everybody. Yeah. And then actually added some uh, some help. Similar to what they did last year. Yep. They're dangerous. I'm just they're, saying they're playing very well. But it's a super feel good story. Yep. Uh, the Cardinals have kind of seemed like one of those franchises that have done things the right way. Yep. They've been able to have success from that because they have a couple World Series rings. Uh, Albert probably doesn't regret the contract he signed with the Angels. but Money-wise, no. Money-wise, no. And, and you know, good for him going and chasing dollars. The, ca- the Cardinals couldn't – I mean, we wasn't doing this podcast back when that happened, but the, pod, the podcast – the Cardinals couldn't pay that kind of money. You're right. They, That's they not couldn't. the type of uh, organization they are. Right. Uh and it's cool to see those three guys who kind of, you know, help turn the Cardinals a different direction and make them a legitimate contender every year come back together for that final swan song. I'm rooting for Albert. I hope Albert gets his three more home runs. I hope he joins the 700 club because he'll only be member number four to do it. Like, that's crazy to, yeah. crazy to think of. Yeah. Um, speaking of home runs, how many, how many homers does Aaron Judge have now? 
Uh, last I saw it was like 55, 56, some, somewhere in that neighborhood. Okay. So, I mean, I feel confident he's going to get 60. Yeah. And, I mean, you and I have had this conversation in the last year that I'm not so sure 60 was ever doable again. Yeah. The way the game was going, how many games guys set out. Uh, Aaron Judge seems to be a different animal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems to be at least once a game. He's, you know, he went like 10 games without hitting a home run, and then he went five games in a row with hitting a home run. So, it, it, you know. Right. I mean, the, I think 61, I think owning the Yankee record is very achievable at this point. It's it's 61. Yeah. So, so. And a lot of people still honor that as the the true number. They don't they don't count Sosa or McGuire or uh Bonds. Right. Which I don't know how you can't. So yeah, I mean you have to. But that's for a different day. So anyways. So an exciting first weekend of the NFL. Right. A lot of uh, I mean that first block at one o'clock on Sunday was some of the best football ever. It was pretty good. The, the, the Steelers-Bengals game was crazy. Well, I don't think either one of those teams wanted to win. Well, they certain their kickers certainly didn't. Well, and McPherson, Evan McPherson, who is as about as sure a kicker as there is in the NFL, got an extra point blocked and then shanked a field goal. But that's on their long snapper, who is a backup tight end. So he's their backup long snapper. Yeah. And both times, I'm no football expert by any means when it comes to positional play. But when he when he snapped the ball, when he hiked it to the holder, the uh, Kevin Huber, both times I was like, "Ooh, that ball has spent a lot of time in the air." Yeah. And as good as these players are, man, all they need is that extra second to get through. And uh, I mean, it was Minka Fitzpatrick, and on the on the missed field goal, he kicked he, it with with the laces. Right. I mean, I mean Huber didn't even have a chance to spin the ball. Yeah. Because I mean, he finkled it. Everything is so timed when it comes to field goal kicking. Huber, because everything, as I was saying, everything's so timed. The ball snapped. The kicker says yes, and the ball snapped. He t- starts his run in. The the uh, the holder catches, spins, and it's all one seamless motion. Yeah. I mean, the kicker doesn't wait. He's got to go on through. Right. So Huber was just lucky to get the ball down. Yeah. And, man, you talk about a shank. It was a shank city shank. Yeah. I heard this morning there were 10 missed field goals in the fourth quarter this weekend. Wow. Hence is why we don't have kickers in our dynasty uh, fantasy football league. Well, did you also hear that every team in the NFL scored a touchdown this week except the lowly Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah, and just for the record, Dak didn't get hurt till the fourth quarter. Oh, they I mean, they didn't get the they got the ball past midfield one time. Yeah. And that was their first drive when they kicked the field goal. When they didn't punch the touchdown in. They struggled the rest of the game trying to regain that, and, and they never could. Yeah, I bet they're going to be happy not to see the Bucks on their schedule the first game of the season <laughs> next year. Uh, you would hope so. So, I mean, but last year they played, it was a high-scoring game. I think it was 41-39 or something was yeah. the final. Yeah, it was a shootout last year. So, um, Dak being injured sure changes the look of the 
NFC East. Yeah. I mean, I still think it was Philadelphia's division. I still think it is their division to win. Right. But, I mean, they struggled against the Lions. Of course, you're a huge Lions fan. <laughs> um, so, what were you going to say? Nothing. I'm just like, I, I, I really like Dan Campbell. Uh, and, and, first know, I've ever heard about it. And the funny thing about it is, is they were getting blown out in that game. And then here come the Lions. Yeah. But they fell just short again, which is what they did over and over and over again last year. They eventually got to win one of those games. Unfortunately, though, as good a guy as he may be, if he continues to come up just short, he's still going to find himself out of a job. Yeah. Because in the NFL, ultimately it comes down to can you win or lose. I have a feeling that they're going to allow him the opportunity to play through this season with golf at quarterback. And that might be the first change rather than the coach change. And and, and it very well could be because yeah. uh, this is going to lead us into a future or a, a soon topic. But as with most teams, it's not just coming in and making changes. It tends to be a culture change. Right. And when you are a franchise like the Detroit Lions, who for the most part have been losers. Yeah. Uh, very little success, especially sustained success. Right. You have to come in and get rid of that mind. Like when there's there's players that are on the Lions franchise that don't know how to win. Yeah. Because they've never done it. Right. You know, Jarrett Goff knows how to win because he was part of the Rams franchise when Sean McVay took over. He's been to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Some of those guys don't know how to win. Right. I mean, Jamal Williams, longtime member of the Green Bay Packers, knows how to win. Yeah. But you got to get more of those guys. Yeah. And you got to change the culture. And and, and you got to win a game like they did Sunday because they had the opportunity. I mean, it's not like they lost on a last second field goal. They were down pretty big and they they made the run. They just ran out of time. I really feel like that if they can surpass that one hump and be like, dang it, we won one of these games. See, we can do it. Right. I, I think that that's a big thing there. Talking about culture, not going where – we'll get there in, in a little bit when we get to the college football stuff. But We're, gonna, we're making our way down the buffet. Right. Um, San Francisco has a culture. They're a winning culture. Yes, they are. They decided to make the move to Trey Lance. Now – the 49ers were supposed to go into Chicago and mop the floor with them. But it was also not supposed to be Hurricane Hugo. Right. I, they were literally playing in Lake Michigan on Sunday. Yes, it was bad. I, I've never seen that much water on a field before. Also, I found out Sunday that is a 10-yard penalty for drying the spot of the field where the ball is for the kicker. I, I didn't see that happen. So the holder has a towel out, and he's drying the field where the ball is going to be. And they get flagged, 10-yard penalty, and it takes them out of field goal range. Who did that? The referee. No, I mean, was it the <laughs> Niners or the Bears? The Bears were drying it off. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. I must yep. have, I missed that part. I didn't know that either. I I mean, what's the difference in cleaning off the, the snow? I mean, I they, they kick a spot out for snow. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Well, the Bears wound up winning that game. 
Trey Lance had a 57% completion percentage, and they have ripped him for two days on, on the sports shows, right? Now, look, I'm willing to give him at least his first week playing in the middle of a lake. Let's see what he does this week against the Seahawks. They should be they should win that game, but then again, Denver, Denver was supposed to win the game last night. I think that had a lot to do with the emotions of Russ Wilson on that. I still think it has a lot to do with Seattle's got a pretty good defense. Well, they they did last night, that's for sure. So, but I agree. Uh, you know, it's kind of tough talking about Trey Lance and how bad he is when it was monsoon weather. I mean, how many times have you seen the TikTok of the 49ers fan just standing under the overhang and just water just pouring into his bucket of popcorn? <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, you know, that game was just a bad game. It, if you had anybody playing uh, in your fantasy lineups from that game, I apologize. <laughs> uh, Cole Komet. Not any good. He was projected to at least get a couple catches. I mean, you think, right. you know, nothing. Um, I mean, Justin Fields was probably the highest scorer for the uh, Bears, and he didn't have that many points. I mean, Debo Samuel, the best player on either side of the ball, hardly nothing. He did score a touchdown. That was it. So, um, just you can't really put too much now into that. If Jimmy Garoppolo is not still on the roster, we're probably not even talking about it. Other than the fact that they go, have they made a mistake in getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo? But I told you earlier that this was done intentionally. They didn't get rid of Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo intentionally. They had the asking price set what it was because they knew if things went south with Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo was the steady hand that could come in and right the ship. Because for the most part, it's still the same team that went to the – Went to the playoffs last year. Yeah. And beat the Packers. Yeah. And, I mean, Raheem Mostert went to the Dolphins. Yes. But uh, they're starting uh, running back. Uh, Mitchell got hurt, and he's out for a while. Because he always gets hurt. Right. Right. Like, that is the most brittle backfield that I've ever seen. One million percent. I mean, j- like – Everybody's out there doing the waiver wire pickups for uh, Jeff Wilson this week, and I'm like, why? You're going to waste your fab money on him? He's going to be hurt in two weeks. Yeah, 100%. So Maybe that's why they kept um, Jimmy Garoppolo, so when they're down running backs, Trey Lance can just move to the backfield. <laughs> he seems to be a good athlete. Yeah, just play him and, and right. uh, uh, Debo it's as like, the is, running back. Is, is this a wildcat? I'm not sure. <laughs> Trey Lance is lining up in the backfield with right. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Bills look great. The Chiefs look great. Uh, the Chargers look pretty good. The Patriots looked awful. Man. But the Dolphins look good. The honey porpoises, as Wes likes to call them. <laughs> right, right. Um, me and you got the Browns pick right. We did. By the grace of God. Yeah. I was the only one to get the Pittsburgh over the Bengals pick right. And that's the only two games I got right last week. Well, I mean, Joe Burrow only had, I mean, 47 turnovers. <laughs> I'm like, wh- what happened with Joe Burrow and who replaced him with Jeff Blake? Yeah. Hey, you all looked at me last week when I made the pick of Pittsburgh, and they're like, why would you pick them? 
because the Bengals do what the Bengals do. They bungle. Yeah. And I even text you all and I said the Bungles are bungling again. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that the Bengals aren't the better team. It's just coming off that Super Bowl high, playing your biggest rival, it just seemed like it was the thing to do. And we've already talked about it. they had a couple opportunities to win. Steelers had multiple opportunities to win. Mitch looked really good in the first half, couldn't move the ball in the second half. It was all defense. Yeah. And unfortunately, they lost T.J. Watt for a while. But fortunately, it looks like it's only going to be six weeks. Yeah, because he's not going to have surgery. Didn't look like it was torn bad enough to not have surgery. So, so. But I think that is a good segue into that question you posed to me earlier. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, three different legends this year. Which legend is going to have the worst season? A, Aaron Rodgers and his lackluster wide receiving core. B, Bill Belichick. Or C, Jerry Jones. And I told you I thought this was a great question. And I gave you my answer, but then after we talked about it, I said I think we ought to talk through all three scenarios before we give our definite answer. Yeah. So let's start with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers had all that turmoil in the offseason. Yep. He which by the way, he brought on himself. He does. And but yeah. but does he not does he always bring everything on himself because because he's a me guy. Yeah. It's all about him and, and it always has been. I mean, you you talk to his teammates and they all hate the guy. Right. I mean, Devontae Adams left the city to go play with the Raiders. Yeah. And he turned down apparently more money to stay with Green Bay. At minimum, he turned down the exact same money. Yeah. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers has a load of new wide receivers. He has Alan Lizard mm-hmm. as, I guess, his number one. Yep. I'm not convinced Aaron Jones isn't the number one. <laughs> um, so he's got Alan Lizard and a whole bunch of rookies. He's got Aaron Jones and squads Dylan. And opening play of the game, he throws a dime to his rookie wide receiver who, oops, threw yeah. my hands. Yeah. Sorry, boss. He has said on a few occasions that he doesn't like rookie wide receivers. Yeah. And that's why, because he doesn't want to have to train a whole new set of wide receivers because the way he's looking at it, I'm towards the end of my career. When I get them where I want them to be, I'm going to be leaving. I mean, if you think about it, it took four years for Devontae Adams to become Devontae Adams. Right. Speaking of Devontae Adams, he had more receiving yards than the entire Packers wide receiving core on on Sunday. Right. So. So – I was kind of high on the Packers. Obviously, I picked them to win the division. After week one, I'm thinking that my Packers to win the division pick might be a bit skewed. But my Vikings to win the division pick looked pretty good. Because Justin Jefferson <laughs> looked <laughs> like a man-child. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you, one of the main reasons why I picked the Vikings is because this is the first time that Kirk Cousins has had an offensive head coach but he's still Kirk Cousins. Yeah, well, but he I mean, looked pretty dang good. On but Sunday. I mean, the Rams did go to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, and Kirk Cousins is better than Jared Goff. Yes. 
and he didn't have a because Cooper Cup and 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 company wasn't Cooper Cup that he was last year, right? And Justin Jefferson is ten times the athlete Cooper Cup is. Yeah. So, man, look out. So that's that's my argument for Aaron Rodgers. It could yeah. be it could be him. I mean, because he basically he didn't his extension he signed was basically what five one year contracts or something like. I think it was four. It was it was four for two hundred million. But 50. he can opt out but, after any season, yes. right? Yeah. So you have to think the kind of guy he is. If things don't turn around, that he's going to be the type that's like, nah, I'm done. Yeah. So then you suggested Belichick and the Patriots. Yeah, uh, and and a lot of this has to do with his own fault. Well, he, he I mean, couldn't it get out. All of, has to do with his own fault. He couldn't he get out of his own draft. Way. Worth a crap. Well, and he can't get it because he's so rigid. He's so stiff. Everything has to be his way. Yeah. And he doesn't care what it what it does damage to. He makes him no difference. Right. And ultimately, that's going to be what gets him is his, is his rigidness. His, I mean, Nick Saban is rigid, but he's also smart enough to know that he has to adapt. Right. The league continues to change. You have to adapt. The Mac Jones quarterback doesn't work anymore. Whenever your your pocket passers they they retire, look at the quarterbacks that are left in the league. Mm-hmm. They can they're all mobile. Yeah. I mean, when you're Brady, you're Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, you know, when those guys retire, I mean, Russell Wilson's the next one of the next oldest guys. He's a, he's he's somewhat mobile. So, all your other quarterbacks, the new quarterback in the NFL, has to be mobile because your line now they they pull and shift so much they're not going to stand there and block for seven eight seconds, right? Because that's not what the schemes are for, right? Because the defense is getting bigger, faster, stronger. So he's been a victim of his own success. Yeah. And, and then the sheer egotistical decision-making of not going out and, and replacing Josh McDaniels with an actual offensive coordinator. Instead, he brings in Joe Judge, who failed in New York, and Matt Patricia, who failed in Detroit. Well, you look at them, they, both those teams – that fired Patricia and Judge both won last weekend. Well, the Lions didn't. They could have. Yeah, they were close. They at least they put up thirty five points. Right, and which then twenty eight points more than the uh, Patriots did. And then uh, and then Joe Judge and the and the Giants they uh, gutsy call won. But I've said for a long time that I think this is Belichick's last season. I think he's going to ride off into the sunset, but. Unfortunately, what this season's going to do is it's going to somewhat tarnish his legacy. Well, the longer that he coaches and the longer that Brady plays successfully, it makes it look more and more and more like all of the success was Tom Brady with just a little bit of Bill Belichick. Tom Brady needed Belichick's guidance. Yeah. But I agree. It was it was more so Tom Brady than it was Belichick. They needed each other. 
and they both benefited from each other. But ultimately, he made a Dan Gilbert-esque comment when Brady left Mm -hmm. about how they would win a that that he would win a Super Bowl without Brady or something along those lines. Before Brady did, and Dan Gilbert said that the Cavaliers would win a world championship in the NBA before LeBron James did. Well, LeBron James went one, two, went to four finals, and Cleveland did get their championship, but it wasn't until they brought LeBron back. Right. So right. sometimes – And he had to eat his words to make that happen. He so. did. Sometimes we let our egos get in the way mm-hmm. when we should just get out of our own way. Yeah. Belichick probably should have left the year that Brady left. Yeah. He should have just retired. Yeah. Speaking of getting out of your own way, next goes move on to Jerry Jones. The epitome of can't get out of your own way. All that success that the early 90s Cowboys had was at the, the hands of Jimmy Johnson. Right. It didn't have anything to do with Jerry Jones. Well, I mean, Barry, Barry Switzer also won the Super Bowl. But, he, but won, he won with Jimmy's guys. Well, he did. But I think it has and, – and, and you're right in terms of Hall of Fame coach – but it sure didn't hurt that he had Aikman, Irvin, and Smith. I mean, Joe Judge. We just talked about him. He's a lame duck. Yeah, he could win with those guys. Right, three Hall of Famers at those positions. Right, and I mean, and the offensive line that they had, and yeah. Moose Johnson, and Jay Novacek, and Darren Woodson, like those. Yeah, yeah. So, but he's stuck in the mid nineties. Yeah, he thinks. How about them Cowboys? He thinks that's who we. That's not who you are. Yeah. You could get back to being the Dallas of old because you have a lot of marketability. Yeah. You play. It's not like he doesn't have the money. But I, I think so much of it is tied into the fact that him and his son are the ones that are running and making all the decisions. Mm-hmm. He refuses to bring somebody in that literally knows what they're doing when it comes to football. Because he refuses to give that power away. Yeah. So and McCarthy's not the right decision. He's he's short timing it. There he, is no way that McCarthy is the coach of the Cowboys next year. He had Bill Parcells for a long time. When Bill Parcells was way past his prime, hung on to him too long because it was the big tuna. <laughs> You're right. Followed uh, the big tuna up. There may have been somebody before him, but went to, with Wade Phillips, who was about 27 years past his prime. He should have been out of the league a long time ago. Followed Wade Phillips up with Jason Garrett. For like eight or nine years. Was way too attached to that guy. Yeah. Got rid of him and brought in Mike McCarthy. Excuse me? Like, he sucked at the Packers. Yeah. There's a reason the Packers let him go. Yeah. Because he was wasting Aaron Rodgers' best – well, it looks like he wasted Aaron Rodgers' best years. Yeah, I mean, because – I mean – There have been nothing but first-round exits since. 13-3 and three for, and, and, uh, and get to the playoffs and, and then lose in their first game. I mean, it doesn't really matter. A lot of teams do that. Yeah. Um, I think Dallas goes Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. I think – and I think Sean Payton can – make them a winner again. As I told you earlier, he made the Saints a winner. If you can go to New Orleans and make them a winner, then you can make anybody a winner. Yep, I agree. So, but he he can't decide if Jerry Jones wants to be the owner 
wants to be the general manager, wants to be the coach, or I think he would even suit up and run the ball. If Zeke and Tony Pollard go down, I'm convinced Jerry Jones is going to throw on the galloping geezer jersey, and he's going to run the ball. Well, he, he certainly likes to run his mouth because he came out today and said that Dak will be out tops four weeks, and he had surgery yesterday. The dude ain't going to be back in four weeks. They're saying six to eight, best case scenario, right? Because he, it was his throwing hand. Yeah, and it, yeah, it was it was the thumb on his throwing hand. Yeah. I'm not a smart man, okay? But the people on the TikTok here can see, you can't grip a football with four fingers. That's, that's true. That's true. That thumb's pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. And excuse me, I'm sorry that you hinged all your hopes on Cooper Rush. Yeah. But Dak didn't look very good either. No. Because... You went out and spent all this money, but you let your offensive line go to shambles. And you're wasting Micah Parsons, who might be the best player in the NFL. Mm -hmm. We talked about that yesterday. Him being being a Cowboys fan his whole life, playing for his dream team, he's going to stay with the Cowboys. He is. And he will never win a world championship. Nope, and I mean you look at you, you look at Diggs, who is just as good as Darrell Rivas was in his prime. Yeah, I mean is a true one hundred percent shut down corner. Yeah, he gets beat, but he gets beat because he play, he plays so aggressively. Right, but you have to if cons- he guesses right, he's picking the ball off, That's and he's sure. probably taking it to the house. Yeah, so. You're going to waste those guys' best years being mediocre. And it's a shame that you have two of the best players in that position on the defense side of the ball, and you're wasting them. Yep. Yeah, now, you know, C.D. Lamb was a high draft pick in fantasy drafts this year, and he's going to be useless for the next six to eight weeks. Well, he looked pretty bad. With Dak in the game. Yeah. Because Dak looked bad. Yeah. And all you heard coming into the game was how he's in, how he's doing things now that he hadn't been up to the past two seasons. He could do this. And, he, and I'm like, all I see him do is underthrow people. Yeah. Throw behind people. Like, make poor decisions. I'm not, I'm not sure. And, you know, we've got to the point that well, there's only three preseason games – the starters don't play much now. You're right. So this is a lot of times the only the, the first game action they're seeing. You know who did play a lot in the preseason? Who's that? Patrick Mahomes. He looked pretty dang good Sunday. Patrick Mahomes hit like 47 different receivers on Sunday. Yeah. But real quick, before we move yeah. on to Patrick Mahomes, yeah. what's your answer out of those three? I, I think it has to be Belichick. You think Belichick? Yeah. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Because... Aaron Rodgers is a jerk, <laughs> and you know the Packers. He 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 is almost the Kevin Durant of the NFL. Well, I'm going to leave if you don't do this. Yeah, pay me more money, or I'm going to go to Jeopardy. Well, you know what? They should have said, "Why don't you go to Alex Trebek Studios?" Yeah, because we talked about culture earlier. Yes, it's a winning culture, but is it worth putting up with that jerk? I don't know. And and I mean I can't imagine that he becomes less jerky. Right. So I'm I, gonna say Aaron Rodgers. I mean at this point he just is who he is. And he and, and I mean 
he he is, and that's yeah. what it is. But it's like you don't. I mean, Cal Ripken was a jerk, but I mean, at least he was beloved. Though he was, yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers didn't even beloved. Yeah, people like him just because he's the quarterback of the Packers. Yeah, which I mean, I mean, I know this is probably going to ruffle a lot of our followers' feathers, but the only difference in the Packers and the Cowboys over the last 30 years is the the Packers have won two Super Bowls. One for Favre, one for Rodgers, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the last 30 years, and they've won two Super Bowls. The same amount that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won. Yeah. And one of those was, was Brad Johnson. <laughs> Elbow pads. Big bad Brad. Yeah. If you haven't followed him on TikTok, Go give him a follow. Big Bad Brad. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens have two in that time frame. Tom Brady has like 18. With Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer. Yeah. Who, by the way, I was super surprised to find out Trent Dilfer went number six in the 1994 NFL draft. Yeah. I knew the Buccaneers drafted him. Had no clue. That should tell you all you want to know about the Buccaneers draft ability. (laughs) Right. That was a pretty bad draft, too. It was. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So so we've talked about culture a couple of different times. We would be remiss if we don't talk about the fact that Scott Frost got fired on Sunday after losing to Georgia Southern in a shootout where their quarterback threw for 480 yards against Nebraska. Georgia Southern. So we said we didn't think Scott Frost was going to make it through the season. Yeah, and we said that from like two weeks ago when we first started doing the preview show. There were people that talked Nebraska going 9-3. and I've literally seen multiple videos where people were like going that they were going to win their first nine games. Yeah, and they've lost their first two. Yeah, they're one in or they're one and two. Oh, so they they won again. So they yeah, they, they beat up somebody uh, last week. Okay, well, what doesn't make a lot of sense to me is it looked like after they lost to Northwestern when they traveled all that way to Ireland and to lose to Northwestern. Yeah, it. Who, by the way, if you go back and look at Northwestern, what they've done like the last ten years. And I think we have on this show. Yeah, we talked about it. They're pretty. Con- they're pretty consistent. I mean, they're they're a six win team almost every year. Yeah, and and they turned around though and got spanked last week. Right. So we said after that game that it was going to be hard for Scott Frost to keep his job. Mm-hmm. Then he turns around and he loses to Georgia Southern, and the Nebraska AD f- decides that he can't keep him any longer. And fires him. What was it, 22 one-score games that he lost, I think? Something like that. Yeah. So you look at it financially. You're not hiring a coach right now. You're you're not doing it. Yeah. So they paid him $15 million in his buyout. Had they waited three weeks, the buyout gets cut in half. So my question is, why? Why? Why fire him now? One of two things. A, they were trying to take care of Scott Frost the most respectable way they could. Or B, 
the fans were going to burn the university down if they didn't get rid of him. I tend to think it's B. Yeah. We've talked to <laughs> what we've talked about on the show versus what we haven't on the show. A lot of times I can't remember because we talk all the time. Uh, yeah. But there's this disillusion that Nebraska thinks that they're still the Tom Osborne Nebraska Cornhuskers from the Big Eight of the early '90s, late '80s, early '90s, with Tommy Frazier who won the Heisman Trophy, right? Even in all of that mixture, they didn't win that many national championships. No. Well, two? I think so. Maybe two. So, does college football look better if Nebraska's name is in the top 25? Absolutely. Just like Michigan, just like Texas, just like USC. The difference is, it looks like Texas may have the right guy. Maybe. They gave Alabama everything they wanted on Saturday. They went toe-to-toe. And and if Ewers doesn't get hurt, they might win that game. Mm-hmm. Michigan's back. It, it really looks like Michigan might be, might be turning this thing around. USC went from a preseason ranking of 37 to now they're already in the top 10 and being talked about that they're going to win the Pac-12 and be in the, the playoff. I called that one. Yeah. So, it can happen. It can. But at this point, Nebraska is so far down the the wrong direction. Who's the coach that can make it happen? Well, so we talked about this earlier. And if they're looking for an instant turnaround – there's only a few names that can do that. Right. The first name is Nick Saban. Which, that's not going to happen. Because Nick Saban can go to any school. Any school. Yeah. And turn them around instantly because he's Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. I throw Dabo Sweeney in there. Mm-hmm. Ryan Day, is n- name's thrown in there. Yeah. I'm going to throw Lincoln Riley's name in there. I'm going to also throw Jim Harbaugh's name in there. As a dark horse outsider, I'll throw Deion Sanders' name in there. Those guys, off name alone, can turn Nebraska around. But none of them are leaving any of those schools because they're leaving better situations. Right. So you take those guys off. And it's not going to be Urban Meyer. I've heard that one, too. Urban Meyer and Bob Stoops. and, and, And Bob Stoops, both. Are, are not going to come to a culture where they have to spend four years rebuilding it. They want to walk in and go, hey, I need to tweak this and turn that, boom, national championship. So that's where I was going next. The guys I mentioned are currently employed working. They're not leaving. Then you go to the, the, the guys that aren't. You got Urban and Bob Stoops. I agree with Urban Meyer is going to get back into coaching. It's just a matter of where. Nebraska's not the where. Right. So – I don't think Urban goes there. Then you got Bob Stoops. I think it's more likely Bob Stoops goes. But then you think about it like Bob Stoops had one national championship at Oklahoma. He was an underachiever and underwhelming his whole tenure at Oklahoma if you take that one national championship away. Yes, he won the Big 12 47 years in a row. Who cares? Because yeah. at the end of the day, how many national championships do you have, Bob? Right. So 
Well, the it, same thing with Lincoln Riley. If you want to hire Bob Stoops, then hire Bob Stoops. But here's the thing. It, if Bob Stoops comes in, mm-hmm. and they're they're in the Big Ten now, right. right? If Bob Stoops comes in and gets you to the point where you could win ten games, mm-hmm. five years in a row, mm-hmm. maybe give you a Big Ten championship somewhere in that stretch. You're Wisconsin. Get you to the playoff one time and lose. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be happy with that? Because you had Bo Pelini that we've already talked about basically averaged about eight wins a season mm-hmm. the entire time he was there mm-hmm. and churned out quite a few NFL players, including in Dominican Sue we talked about. And Devin White, who is the longest tenured Buccaneer player. Right. But that was Not Devin good. White, sorry. Le- 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 Levante David. Oh, you're fine. But that wasn't – they weren't satisfied with that. Right. They fired him mm-hmm. winning eight, nine, ten games a year. Because they wanted more. Because they're disillusioned thinking that they should be competing for a national championship. Let me. There's like six schools that are going to do that until something – Dramatically changes. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna take your six, and I'm cutting it down to four. <laughs> Alabama. I was being right. Uh, forgiving. Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State are the only four teams right now that can win the national championship this year. This year, USC's coming. USC will be there. Texas looks like maybe, but they're still gonna have to prove they can win. And and Michigan's gonna have I to sustain it. At this point. I don't think Notre Dame it, uh, Notre Dame could be in trouble. I mean, maybe the 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 aspirations were too high for a first time coach mm-hmm. at a big college. But I mean, they lost to Marshall, and it wasn't even really close. No, I mean, I know the score indicated it was only five or six points. Marshall controlled that entire game. They did. So we take all those names off the board for this Nebraska job. Then the two popular names that come to mind are Luke Fickle mm-hmm. and and Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell at at Iowa State. Okay, so Matt Campbell has been the one of the head candidates for almost every big job that has come open. Yeah, and he hasn't left. What's he done yet? He's. T- I mean, he's winning at Iowa State. He's, he's won at that. Iowa State. I get that, but that's it. Well, it goes back to what we talked about and kind of what brought this. It's culture. Yes. So they are – he's got a culture set up at Iowa State that makes it an attra- like an attractive place, I suppose. Yeah. He's doing things at Iowa State that are good for Iowa State. But my, my, my hesitation there would be he's turned down big-time jobs to stay at Iowa State, why would he leave Iowa State to go to Nebraska that at best is a lateral move unless it's to get to the Big Ten? That would be the only reason. Mm-hmm. So so then you have Dan Campbell, and then you have Luke Fickle. Yeah. Luke Fickle, unfortunately – It's kind of the same way, though. He's turned down some big jobs, too. He has. And, and I've heard and I've speculated that he's hoping to get the Ohio State job. Yeah. Well, unless Ryan Day leaves for the NFL, 
he's not getting the, the Ohio State job. Right. So how long are you going to stay at Cincinnati and continue passing up big jobs? So I think Luke Fickle is a legitimate possibility. I think of those two guys, if let's just say that those – because that's the two top names on the list. There's also an outside shot that Matt Rule, you know, if he gets fired from the Panthers. He, it, could, he could do it. It makes more sense for Luke Fickle to make the move to the Big Ten mm-hmm. than it does for Matt uh, Campbell to, to make that lateral move over. Right. So, it's kind of like, you know, how Bob Stoops get or not Bob, Mark Stoops gets that, uh, that, that call every year, right? Yep. He's in the SEC. Right. He is the winningest head coach at Kentucky. He is. Past Bear Bryant. He did. And is in a position, like we, even Adam made the comment the other day, he could lose for the next two years and not get fired. His seat would slightly get warm. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to do that. No, I think he's to a place now where he's going to win six or seven games every year. Automatically. And that's worst-case scenario. Yeah, that's like automatically at yep. this point. So, it's like... There's only a few jobs at this point Mark Stoops would consider leaving Kentucky for. Yeah, and I mean... He's not going to another SEC school. Unless it's one of the premier programs. Right. And, I mean. I mean, I mean it, at this point, uh, uh, is, is uh, Auburn or LSU in a better spot than Kentucky? No. 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 So, if you're not, I mean, is Texas A&M in a better spot than Kentucky? Maybe. Well, they know how to buy the first, uh, the the number one recruiting class, and then turn around and lose to Appalachian State. Right. So, at this point, Georgia and Alabama might be the only programs that you can look at and say, "Yep, they're both definitely in a better place now than Kentucky is." Yeah, um, Tennessee looks to be headed that direction. The question with Tennessee will be, what happens when Hooker leaves? Right. Right. Because there's always that transition mm-hmm. from this quarterback to that quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's when you see the true, you know, I mean, during this stint that Stoops has, he used a wide receiver and won a bowl game. Yep. We also used a quarterback that had no other Division One offers. Yeah. Actually, he may have had an offer from Buffalo. Yeah. So we take guys that nobody – in his tenure, up until Will Levis, we have taken guys that nobody else wanted yep. to play quarterback, and we've won a lot of games with them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's taken him a little while, but it goes back to what we always say, and that's something Scott Frost can't say, is that he wasn't given enough time. Right. Scott Frost, I think, was in year five. Yeah. Definitely year four, if not year five. Yeah. You had time, bub. We looked at this. I know we started this whole segment based on Scott Frost, and it's basically what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. He was only at U, uh, Central Florida for two years. Two years. It's not like he has a long-standing history of being a successful head coach, right? And, and 
that conversation led to the whole thought of us wanting to talk about this was they keep going to the well on these small college coaches. Mm -hmm. Winning at App State is different than winning at Alabama. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with winning at App State, pulling off an upset over a Texas A&M. No. Giving North Carolina everything you wanted. Right. And I'm not saying that the App State coach couldn't go to Nebraska and be successful. Right. It's the level of success that is expected is what a lot of the problem is. Right. It's just like with Billy Napier. He's went to Florida. He was at a small school. But the difference is mm -hmm. he came off of the Nick Saban apple tree. Right. Okay. He knows how winning programs right. are ran. Right. The the guy at Oregon, Alabama, went to Georgia with Kirby Smart. Now he's at Oregon. Might be a year or so, but I think he will turn that program around. Well, you told me this. One of the first things he said at Oregon was, like, you guys don't know what it takes. Right. Like he upped their training and they're now training maybe three times. Like, but yeah. he and they were like, Coach, we're like, and he's like, No, 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 you don't understand right. what it takes. And he has to change that culture. And they, if you want to compete with the SEC, you have to train like the SEC. And they've had success. Yeah. Like Oregon in the last 20 years has been successful 100%. But they weren't doing the things that Alabama's doing, mm -hmm. that Ohio State's doing, that Clemson's doing. And even facilities. You would think at Ohio at, or at Ohio at Oregon, they would have the best facilities. But apparently their facilities were subpar to what the SEC says. Well, one of the first things Nick Saban did when he got to Alabama, Bryant Denny Stadium. Soon to be Bryant Denny Saban Stadium, probably. <laughs> but he said this stadium has to seat 100,000 people. We have to get it up to 100,000 people because that's where your money comes. You get your, you get your attendance up where you're getting 100,000 plus every week. Then you got money coming in. Yeah. Then you, you know, you're, filling, you're filling stadiums. Then you get to build practice facilities. Then you get to get all the, all the, all the luxuries. But it starts with the fan base. The fan base goes up when you have when there's more seats available. Yep. So that's I mean so that's that's key and that also goes back to having fan buy-in. If yeah. your fans can buy in, then I mean uh, Gene Chiswick is proof that anybody can win a national championship one time. Yeah. He did. Yeah. And then he got fired. Yep. Ed Ogeron is proof anybody can win a national championship one time. Because it's the, you know, whether it's Cam Newton, a single player, or whether it's, you know. You half the first round. Half the, the first round and Joe Brady. Yeah. Things happen in college football. The the stars align and, you know, and Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher can put together a miraculous season and win the national championship. Yeah. With this new, the, the portal the way it is mm -hmm. and the NIL and stuff like that, you can possibly see the perfect storm of somebody buying, I'm doing air quotes, a national championship. One million percent. So, but you got to have the right coach mm -hmm. and the right culture to do that. 
And if I had to guess that who who that is, that's going to be Lincoln Riley in USC. I would agree. But to to close out the Scott Frost segment, I think Luke Fickle could be a legitimate contender for that uh, for that uh, job, uh, especially the way that college football is moving. Cincinnati is going to be odd man out. I mean, he had to have two undefeated seasons to uh, get into the college. He's not getting into the college football playoff again, or it'll be a long – maybe with it expanding to 12 teams, he might have a chance. Uh, he's going to have a better chance going to a Power 5 school and a conference that's not going away. Yeah. They're trying to they're trying to move that up from 2026 to 2024. When Oklahoma and Texas join the SEC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when USC and I think all that happens in the same because I think the collective the collective bargaining agreement or whatever they call it is also up that year too. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on to our uh, pick'em segment. Um, Adam is is kicking our tails in this. Oh thing. man, because he's, he's, he's nailed, nailled both of the underdogs. Man, so this dude has nailed all the underdogs. Yeah. So I um, I think he's. Me and you both have um, six points, I think. Wes is at like four, and Adam is double digits. I I forgot to write down what the rankings were, but it doesn't really matter. Well, I had four last week, and I won two games, so I am at six. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you because I won both the NFL games, missed all the the college games. So if we don't don't start hitting a couple of these underdogs, this contest is going to be over before it starts. Well, we're going to stop letting – I mean, Adam's going to have to start showing up to pick. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I'm going to lay down that challenge. If you don't start showing up to recording, you don't get to pick. <laughs> that's a, that's one way we catch up. I mean, you know, I mean, theoretically, Wes isn't here tonight either. So, well, I mean, but Wes know, was here of, last week. None of their picks count tonight. No. <laughs> I mean, I'll give Wes one week. Okay. Because we gave Adam two weeks actually. Yeah. So I'll give Wes one week. But I'm telling you, big country, if you don't start coming. To this recording, then uh, I guess maybe your picks are just going to have to be non-existent. <laughs> I mean, basketball season got to be getting close to being over, right? I mean, how many more games can he lose? I don't know. They 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 play like eight games a week. And the, yeah, I mean, good good gracious. So, all right. So, first game that we have on the uh, roster this week is BYU and Oregon. Here's what we'll do. You'll read off who they picked okay. since they're not here, and then you and I can talk about it. Okay. And then we'll make our picks. All right. Uh, Wes and Adam both went with BYU this week over mm-hmm. Oregon. BYU's playing really good. They are. Uh, it's a top top ten, top 15 matchup. It is a ranked matchup. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what the rankings are. Um, do we know where that game is? I don't. I, I don't. Let me let me look it up real quick. Yeah. Let me pull up the old Google machine. The old Googler. Google, Google. I'm just filling time right now while it's <laughs> pulling up. And we're on TikTok. <laughs> hey, tickers. Is that what the people on TikTok are called, tickers? I don't know. TikTokers, TikTok, you don't stop. TikTok round the clock. I don't know. I mean, I I think we could call them tickers. We could call them talkers too. No, it's taking you a while to get to that. Well, it's I'm trying. I'm trying. So we're looking BYU. Do Oregon. we think that BYU is actually playing at home against Oregon? 
Uh, BYU is on the road. It's number 12 versus number 25. Yeah. It is the 330 game on Saturday. Number 12 is Oregon or BYU? Number 12 is BYU. Wow. I think I'm going to go with the spicy duck dippers and the Oregon Ducks. I think I'm with you. I, I, I mean, that, that, that was kind of my, th- my thought on that. Um, Bo Nix played pretty good last week, and I don't know that BYU has it in them to pull off two, two uh, big wins in a row. I mean, th- going into Oregon and winning is kind of a statement game, I think, for BYU. Yeah. So. Yeah. Next up we have the Miami Hurricanes versus those Texas A&M Aggies coming off that loss to the App State team. Right. Uh, Wes picked the Aggies. Adam picked Miami. I don't see Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M losing to uh, App State and then turning around and losing to Miami as well. I'm going with Texas A&M. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Miami and the Van Dyke quarterback. Okay. So I do think that he loses two in a row. Uh, Third game up, Penn State versus Auburn. Both of them picked Penn State, and I believe it's at Auburn. It is at Auburn. I love James Franklin. I think James Franklin was the right guy for um, Penn State. But as much as I love James Franklin, I can't go against. It's at Auburn. Last year was a good. Auburn's not all that great. Penn State's kind of lackluster, too. I'm going to go with Auburn. Okay. The fact that it's at Auburn does definitely make it a little more challenging to pick this game. But I don't – you know, Penn State lost to Auburn at home last year. Mm -hmm. I I think they're going to turn around and try to return the favor. So I'm going to go with Penn State. All right, on to the NFL. We have the Honey Porpoises, as as Wes likes to call them, the Dolphins versus the Ravens. Do we know where that game is? At Miami, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Wes picked Miami. Adam picked Miami. Give me the fight in Lamar Jacksons. I'm with you. I'm taking the Ravens. The Ravens looked really good last week, and they got the they got the league MVP on their team. Yeah, he was he looked he he, he fit the role on my fantasy team after that blockbuster trade that took place on air last week. And then uh, I'm sorry, I just had to do it. The Saints versus the Bucks. I know, I know. Oh, by the way, uh, West took the Saints, which is. Against his fandom, there. I mean, he's a Bucks guy. He's become a Bucks guy. And then Adam took the Bucks. Oh, wait a minute. I can't read what he said because my phone is doing the recording right now. So, but he said I do remember him saying that it had the Bucks win because of the Bucks defense. I mean, after watching the Sunday night game, the Bucks defense is really good, uh, and Tom Brady is back to doing whatever it takes. Sometimes that's just enough to win. Uh, and I can't, uh, kind of like you last week with uh, Florida, I, I can't go against the Bucks. Well, I picked the Saints to make the playoffs, 
You did. So I'm rolling with the Saints and okay. the fighting lobsters. Stolen lobsters. <laughs> fighting stolen lobsters. Yeah. I think he can I think he can pay for them now. And he's in pain. What kind of pain are you in, Jameis? Just pain. Just pain. The whole body. Everything. <laughs> everything was in pain. That's funny. Uh, okay, so we got our underdog pick now. Okay. And we've got uh, Wes is picking Louisville as the underdog to Florida State to win. Adam is picking the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. I'm not real sure who they're playing. Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Okay. Um, I'm picking Michigan State to beat uh, Washington. Okay. What do you got? I'm picking Cal to upset Notre Dame. I looked at that game really hard. I I just couldn't bring myself to pick against Notre Dame. I I pray that they finally get their first win on that one. Well, I'm pretty sucky at this underdog pick, so I thought maybe that might help Notre Dame. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm using the Adam Muncy strategy, and Notre Dame's without their starting quarterback, who's out for the season. And the way he's played the first two games, that might be a blessing. Yeah, so – uh, they're a ten and a half point dog right now. Cal is so long shot, but put the money on Notre Dame. Right, right. If you're a betting person, <laughs> I mean, you and your NASCAR picks. Oh, freaking Joey Logano. <laughs> he didn't run bad, except for the fact that everybody that finished ahead of him was also picked. <laughs> so I picked like I don't know fourteenth. Jerk. So, we saved the best segment for last. I don't know if you all listened last week or not, but Wes introduced his uh, fantasy, uh, our like our Dynasty Football League. He's in charge of doing our rankings and, and stuff like that. Some of the best on-air stuff last week was he started off just kind of rambling about what was going on. He went through a couple of different people, and then you just look at him and go, can I ask a question? Like, what are we doing here? And I was genuinely confused because I was looking over at his sheet, and he had numbers beside each one of them, and then he wasn't going in order. He was skipping around, and he was talking about, and Sean, he's got – He's got Patrick Mahomes, and he's got you know he's got he's got his hands going, and he's like, and 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 he's I mean he's only got one real quarterback on the roster, and I was like, and finally I was like, what are you doing right now? Like, are you <laughs> doing the rankings, or are you just rambling? I think what he was ultimately doing was kind of addressing each team, showing their high points of what they had, and then was ultimately going to get to the ranking. I felt like I was watching C-SPAN. But at the pace that we were going, we were going into a two-and-a-half-hour show. We were still going to be recording today. <laughs> right. Week one would have been over, and he's still trying to finish up week one power rankings. Right. So, he sends me the list because he, he couldn't be here today, and I, I, I have no context to this list whatsoever, I mean, other than the fact that I played in the league. 
We can probably add it. Context? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna do I'm gonna go backwards on this list, right? So you're gonna go one to ten? I no, he went one to ten last week. I'm gonna go ten to one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. So number ten last week was Ben. Ben lost this week to me, barely, because my team if I didn't have my two quarterbacks, I wouldn't have won this week. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of me acquiring Lamar Jackson to go along with Justin Herbert paid off this week. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I would have only outscored two teams in the entire league. Ben. Ben and number nine, who is Jesse. Okay. So Okay. So, so, they, so, so they were two low-scoring teams. They were two very and uh, two low-scoring teams, and I just would you say they're the two lowest-scoring teams? They were the two lowest-scoring teams. Okay. You know how Sleeper app puts out that little thing that says overachieving, yes. underachieving. I was the underachieving team of the week. So you would have been the low-scoring team number three. Yes. Okay. I was projected 172 points. I scored 137 points. So reason would lead us to believe that I would be the seventh ranked team, right? The eighth ranked team. Or eighth, yeah, the eighth ranked the team. The eighth ranked team. Nope. Okay. Adam, who was last week's number one ranked team. Did he lose? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay, so here would be my argument. The bottom five should have been the should teams that lost, right? Be the teams that lost. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm glad you're with me on that because I'm I'm thinking the same way. I don't have my phone, so I can't get to it. But Adam's at number eight. Okay. Jared is at number seven, and Darren, who I know did lose, he lost to Spencer, is at number six. Okay, so it it sound, you you know for sure that four of those five teams lost. Yes, Adam's the one question. Yeah, so that would lead me to believe Adam probably lost too. Yeah, he probably did. Okay, so then you have Jeff at number five. Okay, now Trey's going to be disappointed because Trey texts me today and goes, "Is the is the rankings going to be a weekly thing?" And I said, "Well, that's the plan." He goes, I can't wait to hear my name at number three. Trey, you're not number three. Trey, you're number four. Because at number three is the, Wes. Is Wes. The guy that you beat, Trey. <laughs> Trey, you beat Wes. Oh, so then it's not that way. So Adam must have won. I, I, like, I'm because... telling you, this list makes no sense. <laughs> I think he just wrote down ten names. And, Whatever he just oh uh, let's see uh, oh I forgot my team in there yeah I still like my team so, that's what Wes, that's so, what Wes is thinking yeah Wes Wes is the only team on any rankings anywhere that loses and goes up because he wasn't number three last week because he traded for Alvin Kamara I guess who scored a whopping seven or eight points right <laughs> so Wes is number three now here's where it gets good okay. The team that scored the third fewest points in the league, me. Number two this week, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Number two. Yeah, baby. You're up from last week. You were three last week. You're two now. Yeah. Yeah. The only – if I was ranking this myself, 
I think it made a lot of sense based off of what you said. One through five should have been the winners. Six through ten should have been the losers. Right. And then number one, Spencer. And I don't disagree with this. Spencer absolutely scored the crap ton of points this week, was way over 200, and he beat Darren, who was also over 200. Yeah. Darren with Barkley and Cup and Cooper uh, or Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. Those, Darren, are, Darren, those Darren, are Darren's guys. Darren won the championship last year. Why we got to keep talking about that? I, I mean, he's going to be a formidable team again. His, his quarterbacks are a little weak. I mean, he's got Tua and I can't remember who his other one is. But, I mean, those three guys right there between Cup, Chase, and Barkley, all, those three right there scored over 100 points. I was going to say, that was 100 points probably. Yeah. So, Wes, my guy, how do you have a team that loses, even though it's your team? Look, I'm making a plea to you right now, if you're watching. Wes, I need you to call me. Look, there's my phone right here. Call me and defend yourself before we get off this. Like, or if not next week you're going to have to def- you're going to have to tell me why you think you're rated higher than teams that won. I mean Trey's probably going to quit the league. I doubt it. But don't I mean, call me. <laughs> I don't know. I, the minute I saw this list, I was like, well this is going to be fun. What are you thinking, my guy? And the fact that he's not here makes it even better. Right. So, as you're slinging bread on Saturday, just know that I question your fantasy football pick'em ability. <laughs> Maybe it's common sense. Maybe it's not even fantasy football pick'em. Maybe it's just common sense, Wes. You should have been in the bottom five if you lost. Well, you know the funny thing about it is, is the uh, on the sleeper app. You know when it sends out that weekly report, it ranks all you. the way down at the bottom. It shows you the ranking. You know what I was ranked on that? What? Seventh, I mean, sorry, eighth. What was what was West ranked? I, I don't know. He was above me. <laughs> I, I just looked at that and I go, well, this should be the obvious rankings. I mean, if but if but, but it, now that does it off of points, right? So, so maybe the thing should have been, Wes, we need to figure out what your criteria is. That that's a great question. If it's win losses, it's wrong. If it's based off points, it's wrong. Those are the only two things I can think of. If it's based off your love of our rosters, then it's spot on. (laughs) Right? Well, I mean, but Adam just lost one game. You absolutely loved – you were making out with his roster last week. Adam took a big hit this week. Oh, yeah? He lost Keenan Allen. He lost Najee Harris. Um, He lost – I feel like he lost somebody else. He had several players go down this week. But it's a dynasty league, so you know. Hopefully, he can survive that. Right. So. But anyways, Wes, you have some splaining to do on next week's episode. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, well, it's been fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it on the TikTok. Um, it was definitely a jam-packed episode full of football. We talked about football, and I mean, we could have we could have talked about a lot more. We could. I mean, we just scratched the surface. But when you're trying to cover the NFL and the NCAA and to get all these picks and stuff in, you know, this whole this is this is our important segment here. We, you know, we want to do this part. Right. So, you got anything else? I have nothing, my guy. All right. Well, you know how it is. 
we will see you guys next week. Tell them not to not to forget to make sure oh, yes. if you like what you listen to. Yeah. Especially those out there in TikTok land. If if you like this, our episodes drop every Saturday. Yep. So make sure you listen. And our challenge last week, they're going to repeat this week. Yeah. Whenever you get the notification that a new episode is dropped, share that out to some of your friends. Yeah. We would like you to share it out to, you know, three, five, ten. 20 different people that you know are sports fans that love to listen to some good banter back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to continue to try to make our audience grow. Yeah, and I mean, like we've said in the past, nobody it, nobody has come up and said, you know, it's really not for me. Yeah. Especially since we made the change to the more sports and, and, and away from the wrestling. Right. We had people tell us, say, look, I would listen, but I don't know anything about wrestling. Right. So I just don't listen. Right. And then we've had people say, I listen just because I like listening to you guys talk. Right. So now we've tried to make it more appealing as to the actual topic. Right. So, so just give us a chance. Yep. That's all we ask. All right. See you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube, whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on. Be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.